You stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Dirty piece of slime, you scum-sucking pig, you son of a motherless goat. You are physically repulsive, intellectually retarded, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. How do you write women so well? I think of a man, and I take away reason and accountability. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Do you know how to spell Quizzo, Nick? Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Oh, yeah. How many people out there think uh, what you play a week is involved with sandwiches somehow? Quiznos. Yes. I still have family members. Oh, I, I, I definitely was just going to call them out, but since you just said family members, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Just leave it at family members. I don't know exactly how many, but yes, there's... How's there's, Quiznos? How's, Quiz, how's no Quiznos? Idea. I don't know. In fact, they've closed everyone near me, so I really <laughs> don't even know where to go for one. You imagine if we outlast Quiznos, the <laughs> subjects. <laughs> that, that would be pretty impressive. I don't that, know. I don't know when they happen. started versus when we started, but I think we're we're doing well, better. I see in Jersey our area. Mike's all over the place. Yeah, you know, well, so maybe Quiznos is on the way out. Jersey Mike's is on the way in. Yeah, somebody should start the Jersey Mike's uh, trivia franchise to add confusion to that <laughs> mix as well. So. All right, it's uh, Nick and Drew back with you for another Quizzo week. We've had a very good week in all fronts here, so we're happy to uh, be back talking to you, our loyal listening audience, looking for trivia tips for your upcoming Quizzo live trivia game. Happy summer to you. Happy almost July 4th to you. Happy post-Father's Day to you and uh, all the fathers out there. So, Nick, a a busy week for us. Uh, we got a lot of projects going on. I know people have... uh, uh, been excited uh, about uh, what we were doing with Atlantic City Football Club, and um, my update on that is it is more work than I could have ever anticipated in my entire life, uh, but it is all fun, and we're trying to make it happen day by day, so stay tuned to more updates, but we do have a cool project that we're involved in, which is uh, Fantasy Soccer Camp, and uh, we are uh, ha- creating a fantasy soccer camp that's going to take place next July in Atlantic City. It's going to bring uh, youth soccer players from all over the area together for a two-week uh, life of a footballer is the best way I could put it, where you're going to get a whole bunch of stuff uh, that has never been uh, presented in one camp. So that's got us very busy, and it leads into our general football project. So uh, check out uh, uh, fantasysoccercamp.com if you have a kid that's interested in uh, – meeting some uh, former famous professionals and current coaches uh, from all over the world who would be part of that. Uh, It's going to be good stuff. So uh, that's my general stuff that's kept us busy for a week, but we have plenty of trivia to talk about, Nick, plenty of trivia to talk about. Um, And I got to start by giving my my buddy Chris, who's on Team Money Shot and does listen to this uh, occasionally, 
Uh, a lot of the team listens, so I know there's there's a good chance other guys will be listening as well. So shout out to Ed, who always seems to to know the questions I'm asking from this podcast. But uh, Chris rightly called me out on the judge round because he said to me, you're missing one of the all-time great characters that has a judge-ish type name in there, and how did you not get him in that round? So I'm going to start this game off by asking you this question. What is the name of the foul-mouthed fictional Texas sheriff in the Smokey and the Bandit series? And an extra 10 points if you can tell me what actor played him. There's my first fire shot. Courtesy of Chris from Money Shot, who gave me this guy's name, and I was like, damn, I haven't heard that name in forever, and I blew it. I should have had him in there. Jeez, is the name Judge in there, or he's just the judge? No, he's not. He's a sheriff. He's a foul-mouthed Texas sheriff, but he has a name in there that is so judge-like that it's almost a crime not to have put him in. And it actually opens the door. I'm going to give you a huge hint here. It opens the door to another former baseball player, uh, who played for teams like the New York Yankees, the Atlanta Braves, um, Wait, and right. uh, the, might have been married I think to Holly Berry. You might Holly be turning Berry. me up here. Let's just back up for a second. See might. if I can get the so Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Right, so of course I, I've seen the movie. Okay, foul mouth fictional Texas sheriff who's at the heart of Smokey and the Bandit. He's always trying to chase. Right, so he's chasing. He's chasing. Chasing. Yeah, chasing uh, the Bandit. What is the? What is that guy's name? Oh, oh, I got it. Sheriff Buford T. Justice? Buford T. Justice, everybody. Nice. Sheriff Buford T. Justice. So you were throwing Dave Justice. Yeah, Dave I Justice mean, okay. was the Holly Berry, uh, the Holly Berry one. So um, any any clue who played Buford T. Justice? Man. Oof, last time I saw him in a long time. I, I, I can't even picture his face. That's I think best. it's just because of his name is the only reason why I remember Super, it, super famous actor and one of the best roles oh, really? he ever played. Oh, super right, right. famous. Hold, hold on. Give me a second. I'm going to give you one more character he played from a different movie. See if this gets it because this will be in a future game. I'll have it in a couple of weeks. But U.S. Grant. Uh, yeah, I know that movie too. You ass. That, that was from, that was from uh, one of the Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor it's movies. Not you ass. Oh, man. I don't Give know his up. name. It's Jackie Gleason. That's Jackie Gleason? Jackie Jeez. Gleason. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So Jackie oh, Jackie Gleason from Honeymooners fame. How did I not remember that he was Smokey in the band. Right. And Buford T. Justice, one of the all-time great roles. So shout out to Chris to get the, the Quizzo conversation started with Buford T. Justice. I'm sorry, sir, that I missed you in the judge round, but we'll get you next time around. Uh, as well, so uh, what do you got? So of course, uh, Jackie Gleason from the Honeymooners. Any other movies that? Uh... Well, the toy was the Richard Pryor movie we were right. referencing. Those are the ones that. Did have any other roles? I'm just drawing a blank on any of the Jackie Gleason characters over the years. Yeah, post know, uh, the Honeymooners. It's honestly been a long time since I looked up his uh, IMDb, but you know, it's it's probably worth a look to see what else he was in uh, of acclaim. I mean, I just know Buford T. Justice is a. Is a legendary uh, name, right? More so than even the character, but uh, you know they did three Smokey and the Bandit movies. Yeah, so I'm surprised I didn't know that. That's not Jackie a. Gleason. Oh, what if? Oh, we're, we're missing an obvious one. We're missing a huge obvious one. Um, I guess maybe not so much because this was uh, a sequel, but he was in a sequel to one of the all-time great movies. The, the sequel wasn't an all-time great though, but he was in. Oh, a sequel. was he in? Uh, he was in Caddyshack too. Nope, he was oh, okay. in The Sting too. Oh, all right. I didn't even. I don't even remember that there was this thing too. Yep. Yep. So, nope. That's uh, that was, was his. Robert uh, Redford thing too. 
his name was Fargo in the in Sting Two. It was Robert? No, uh, Mac Davis and Terry Gar. Who am I thinking of from Caddyshack too? Now you got me onto that one. I can't that pull his Jackie name. That is Jackie Mason. That's it. <laughs> Wrong <laughs> Jackie, Jackie Mason. Oh, yeah, Hartoonan. He was, he was. That's you know what's weird about that is I, I've told you this little weird piece of trivia before. Jackie Mason, right? Right. Was also in Steve Martin's first movie, The Jerk. One okay. All time yep. great movies. Yep. He has a character in The Jerk. He plays his boss at a at a like a, a gas station. A gas station, right? Yeah. His last name Hartoonan. In Caddyshack 2, his last name is right. Hartoonan. Right, they so tied that together. It's not the same na- first name, because I remember seeing it in two... Fr- but there's got to be some reason that Jackie Mason <laughs> insists <laughs> on the name Hartoonan in, in, in all those different movies. So, uh, yeah, but Caddyshack 2, definitely the worst sequel of all time. Well, I think I saw half of it and just went to bed crying. It's, 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 <laughs> so, it's bad. so unwatchable so on bad. so many levels. that, But it is actually now, like... An excellent watch in its unwatchableness, if that makes sense. Like it's the, one of the all-time great train wrecks, and it's so different than Caddyshack One. But yeah, you know, it's there's no nostalgia, and it's like when the Gopher appears, you're just like, I want to kill that thing. I don't know what to do. That's an interesting list of things that you you couldn't watch the first time, but if you wait, yeah, twenty it, years, and then it's it, just it might be funny. I know that like when Rocky Five came out, I I know oh. I hated it, and I know the last time I ro- watched Rocky Five, I laughed at. Every single line. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because it's it was, so ridiculous. Yeah, it was every line. I couldn't stop laughing. And, you know, whereas as a kid, I was a huge fan of, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, like Total Recall and Running Man, and I thought they were so, like, futuristic. And be- and then I watch them now, and it's like, oh, my God. These look ridiculous. I remember how cool I thought Tango and Cash were. <laughs> yeah, Tango and Cash. <laughs> you watch that. I love years Tango later. and Cash. What am I doing? It has, guys? like, every cliche in every, in every oh, yeah, movie it's ever one made. It's like, another. you know, Sylvester Stallone's sister. You think oh, yeah, it's what his are you girlfriend. Gonna bumping uglies with my no, sister. <laughs> what you doing? You're bumping uglies with my sister. <laughs> and they had that, like, you know, the guy who invented all the, the gadgets and guns. Well, then didn't which they just Stallone, like, just Bond. go out and have a huge success with a franchise of films that was just making fun of... All of his films. What were they called? Were yeah, he, the, the, he got all those guys. Uh, yeah, it was called the Indispensables or the uh, or the dispensable. Jeez, or the dispensables. Is that is it? Let's see. Ugh, that's a good one though. Uh, it's something like that. The Expendables. The Expendables. The Expendables. That's it. The, the, the Dispensables. <laughs> <laughs> They're not dispensables yet, but soon. Isn't that the same word, though? (laughs) The expendables, By the way, if anybody has a chance, please go to IMDb and look up Sylvester Stallone because the dude has got the best picture on IMDb I've ever seen in my life. I got to get it up for Nick on the other screen, but he's got, like, purple sunglasses on and just this ridiculous look on his face. What year is it from? It, it's, it looks pretty recent. Okay, it, it looks pretty recent, but it's definitely. I think something... I most recently saw him at the Oscars getting snubbed. Yeah, definitely something you want to check out, folks. It's it's uh, it's special. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. It's special. Uh, all right. So, what do you got for me? Leading off with uh, my Buford T. Justice line for you. All right. Uh, we've got. Uh, it's kind of interesting because, as you know, the U.S. does not have uh, embassy in North Korea. Yes, that's probably a good thing but we seem to have an ambassador oh yeah dennis rodman <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the, the unofficial ambassador to north korea from what the United does States. north korea think of america because you know they're cut off from all media world I, media i don't get how that whole thing went down it doesn't make sense to me i think he's level. bringing rodman in and pointing to them that this is what america is like so it's almost <laughs> like it's enemy. like it's like dragging in uh, 
like a, like a circus act, and they're just yeah. like, hey, do you want? Well, I can't believe you went back because did you hear what happened last time you yes. went? Did I hear it? I heard the whole speech. It's on YouTube. It's amazing. Yes, yes where he was He's just drunk, ranting in front of an entire North Korean crowd that managed to just kill some kid and <laughs> tore down a poster. And, can... and he's out there like screaming, there, I don't care. And... Know, I guess the guy's got a death wish. Yeah, I mean, Kim Jong-un apparently left the party that he was at because he was so right, appalled that, by yeah, Dennis Rodman. The, the next move is that guy's dead in a, in a bag, right? And then he I went mean, back. No, he's like, no, come on back. Visit again. I don't get it. I don't understand how that whole thing works. I don't know why is he allowed there. So here's the question. <laughs> okay. There's a trivia question yeah, at the end yeah, of yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Here's the question. Okay. So what book did Dennis Rodman hand out at his last uh, trip to this North is, Korea? This is just <laughs> fiction is amazing. I mean, you, the truth the is truth. better than fiction. Okay, he handed out the Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. Trump's Art of the Deal. <laughs> I can't, can't even believe so that. He, so they could learn how to deal with Trump. <laughs> I mean. Here's an inside look at how you deal with our president. The Art of the Deal. Uh, uh, go watch Johnny Depp doing no, I the haven't art read, of the deal. Online. I haven't read the art of the deal, but that Johnny Depp thing is the, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Who We're, did that? What's that? What's that? Uh, Ron Howard, I think. Oh, oh, uh, funnier die, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. funnier I think die. It was funnier die. Yeah. But yeah, go check that out. That's that. That was something but else. I was dying when I saw that picture of Rodman handing out the art of the deal. That that is something else. Um, all right, changing topics. Uh, you know, I'll stay in this genre. Basically, like weird. Uh, we were talking about weird '80s movies and different stuff. This is kind of like a tweener between entertainment and general knowledge, but it goes both ways. So I'm just going to ask you this as a question, and then we can uh, laugh, laugh, laugh about the history of this. But also the name of a '90s Charlie Sheen movie. What is the highest attainable speed of an object uh, that an object can reach as it falls? So part wow. science, part '90s. Movie trivia. This was my my gem of the week, my Jeez. construction gem of the week, my syntax creation of the week, uh, as it were. So once again, also the name of a '90s Charlie Sheen movie. What is the highest attainable speed an object can reach as it falls? It's not. You've got snake eyes, man. Why am I not coming up with more? Char- you said Charlie Sheen, right? Oh yeah. Absolutely. And my favorite part is I'm going to read you the description of this horrendous movie that he was in. (laughs) Okay. I I mean, he wasn't in a movie called Freefall, was he? No. All right. But listen to the premise, okay? This movie is a 94 action film starring Charlie Sheen as a daredevil skydiver. I don't think I saw this. Wait, wait, wait. It gets better. Uh, And Natasha Kinski as a KGB spy who teams up with the daredevil skydiver to stop a group of spies trying to steal gold. Ah, uh, sounds great. <laughs> How did I miss this? Now, here's the best part. Guess who the film's co-star was? His brother? James Gandolfini. Uh, man, I don't think I saw it. I don't think anybody saw it. I never even remember hearing All about right, it. All right, so, the, okay. All right, that makes me feel better, then, because I'm, like, pulling these Charlie Sheen movies, but it and was, I'm it, getting nowhere. That's what, that, that's so now what I have to think mind. of the speed. It's what blew my mind, because... Charlie Sheen was a huge star when this came out. This was right before. He was a big star in the eighties, right? So yeah, but ninety four was still he was. So you're still, saying he was on his downslope? Yeah, at this point? yeah. There's okay. no question. But James so, Gandolfini this was before he picked up the uh, James the Gandolfini TV show. was one year away from The Sopranos, so this was one of the last things he did before he got huge. 
Yeah, I think I've seen Gandolfini in two things before The Sopranos. Right. And it's like shocking when you see him. He was actually a much younger guy. Yeah, sure. Than I thought. Like when he, I think he died at 51, right? Yeah. And The yeah. Sopranos was wrapped up. Yep. So when he got that show, I thought he was already in his 50s. Nah. Like he, he was, he was younger. Early 40s, right? Yeah, he just had an older look. All right. So any guess? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to come up with something. It ain't called Free Fall. Gandolfini was in that great movie with uh, Christian Slater. The Gun? That, or The Mexican? He was in the Mexican. That wasn't Christian Slater, though. But it no, was no, he was in, that was Brad Pitt and yeah, Brad Julie Pitt. Roberts. That was Roberts. a good movie too. But was that before The Sopranos? You said the gun, and I immediately thought the Mexican because what is the Mexican? It's a, it's gun. a gun. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie, but Tarantino didn't direct it. True Romance. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Gandolfini's in that. Tremendous movie. Tremendous movie. Isn't your boy in that? Michael Rappaport. <laughs> Michael Rappaport. He sure is. He's amazing in that movie. That's one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Now, Rappaport's been in some absolutely insane stuff. All right, so give me the science question then, and I'll okay. take a guess. I guess I already the guessed The highest attainable ball, speed of guess. an object can reach is it false. The highest attainable speed an object can reach is it false. I'm just going to say maximum speed. It's called terminal velocity. Terminal velocity. Terminal velocity. So I've heard that before. Yep. Shoot. It's it's a good one. So that's the name Damn. of a 90s Charlie Sheen movie with that plot behind it. So there you go. There's my gem terminal of the week. Terminal velocity. I got a couple more general knowledge things for you, and then I'll give you one back. Um, let me see. I'll do this one first. This is an, this is an interesting one because it's a whole conversation here, and I have like some supporting information. This you know it's good when I actually go to the trouble of printing out something else besides the question here. Okay. But um, I'm going to give you a more or less, and you know if I'm giving you a more or less, it's <laughs> it's something that's a good one, but it's it really I think it's going to mess with people's head here. Okay. More or less than five percent. What percentage of the world's population has green eyes? All right, I'll go less. Less. You got it. Care to take a guess what percentage? I'm wondering if it's it's probably the least, right? I feel like that's the worst. It's not quite the least because there's, like, uh, anomalies that are, like, so, so rare, but, like, they're silver. There are people with silver eyes. There's people okay. that have, like, Gray. that have totally black eyes because they, okay. they lack. Uh, so there's, like, well, anomalies. Well, you figure immediately the reason but I went yes, with as far oh, as the was because of China colors. and India. I mean, you know, Asia is just... So much of the population, so right there, and then I feel like green is the least I see. There's no normally. question; it's the least of the main colors. Yes, so you hit that on the head. I'll give them two percent. Two percent, nice. Hit it right on the head. So, all right, the double question there is: what percent brown is the number one? Obviously, I think yeah. most people are going to figure that out. What percentage of the world's population is brown-eyed? All right, so if green is two percent, I'm going to give blue eyes. Somewhere between five and seven, the rest under one. So let's just go ninety percent, fifty-five percent brown, fifty-five yeah, percent brown. So blue is that much? Eight percent blue. You have eight percent. Oh, hazel. I forgot. I'm hazel eyes. Don't mess with hazel. Okay. I don't have brown eyes. I got hazel eyes. Yeah, my so wife has between like green and it's hazel. It's a distinguishing too. factor. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so people with hazel From eyes. Where don't I sit, want... you have brown eyes, but I'm... I do not. I have <laughs> hazel eyes. I, you can you can absolutely see medically. It has been noted. And it's just a matter of lighting. It says That's, it on my driver's license. It does. It does say hazel eyes. So, and then you got amber eyes. Amber. Yep. And uh, then the anomalies that I mentioned. It's a lot of mornings I wake up with amber gray. eyes. But I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure amber. Yeah. Now it's a yellowish oh. pigment that's included in it. There's a there's a couple different things. So, but fifty five percent brown. Uh, and then oh, I'm shocked. Like, I thought it would have been way higher than that. 
Yeah, well, if you if you factor in basically ten percent hazel, which is like an offshoot of brown, then it's sixty five percent. Okay, and then you know you figure ten percent for blue, whatever amber is, whatever amber is, and then the rest. So are, how much was blue? Blue was about eight percent. Oh, all right, I was close. I, think so I was thinking eight, seven or eight yeah, yeah. percent for that. And then you have you know gray, amber, and black. So I was thinking two percent green, seven or eight blue, less than one because I forgot about hazel. Sure, ninety. So there you go. The world's eye color population. Interesting stuff. That's definitely going to be there. And uh, what do you got? You go throw one at me. I, I think I, I got a quick one here, but more so as a talking point because this really surprised me. Um, what company announced it will no longer sponsor the Olympics after four decades of a partnership? Olymp- uh, McDonald's? McDonald's. Yeah, that's so Did you weird. see that? I, no, but I immediately – the reason I thought of it is because – I read this article about how not that long ago, Disney very quietly backed out of a partnership with McDonald's as to not be linked with child obesity. Okay. And that got me thinking, like, basically every wholesome activity that McDonald's promotes themselves in has been quietly pulling back and trying to not associate themselves with McDonald's. So when you said that, you know, Olympics are obviously such a huge worldwide event. You want to hear something crazy that I learned? Do you know what percentage of the world's population is fed by McDonald's every day? Oh, my gosh. I, I... It's more than 1%. Okay. All right. But it's – that's – think about that for a second. Right. One in 100 people right. in the is, world. Is eating at McDonald's that day to live. Sure. Like that's – Oh, it, that I believe, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely insane to me. So. But I think in this scenario – like I hear what you're saying. But in this scenario, McDonald's pulled from the Olympics – well, I mean, maybe they just want to refocus their efforts on... That's what they said, something like know. that, but... Well, I just think that, again, it's a little bit hypocritical when people are calling them out for it. It's like you're kind of contributing to child obesity. Why are you sponsoring the finest athletes in the world and giving so kids So Disney pulls messages? on them, and now they're not... Like, what are they going to do? Start advertising with... Oh. <laughs> sports teams, you know what I mean? Like, really, like, local sports teams are probably where it's at for them. I would imagine. I've always seen that as... Uh, See, to me, I saw this as just the Olympics overall yeah, but it's fading. If Disney pulls out, there's a hundred other toy companies that went in. Like, right now, they got Beanie Babies given out with Happy Meals. So, Beanie Babies like, yep, thank you. We'll, we'll be more than happy to Oh, yeah, to but I mean, when, like, Frozen comes back or something like that, you know that's going to be a huge factor where your kids want, want to go. Yeah, but they're not going back into fast food, Disney said. Oh, Disney's not going to fast food not at all? Not fast food at all, no. Hmm. So... Okay. It's it's a in my opinion a smart strategy by them because they have to stay squeaky clean. They got to get away from things that are controversial. Too many, too many people out there that are loud. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like there's so much money in sports right now because that's what we watch live. Sure, it's the you only know, thing. Right. So to see a major sponsor over four decades pull out of the Olympics, I not not understanding where that was coming from. Crazy, crazy. stuff. All right, real quick topic though. On, uh, while we're on the sure the topic of the Olympics. Uh, did you see uh, who Michael Phelps will be racing? A shark. Yeah, Shark Week. Yes. Yeah. Michael, I, I actually <laughs> thought to myself, are a they going to put a barrier in? Or does <laughs> does he have to take yeah, on no the barrier, shark? No barrier. I'm watching. Yeah, that's what I'm I haven't watched Shark Week in I'm, 10 years. That's what I'm but saying. There's no barrier. If there's no barrier, I would like to see Michael Phelps. Have to outswim a great shark. Yeah, great. to live. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now is Vegas going to put a line on thing. this? Can we get a line on oh, this? It's so stupid. It's the, same as, it's the same as the Merriweather, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> the uh, Conor McGregor, McGregor fight. fight. I mean, th- th- you know who's going to win there? Those two. 
Sure. That's the answer to the question. Who's going to win? Those two. Because they're each going to pocket, what, 50 mil? Oh, I think Mayweather's going to get more than that. Right. I, I didn't see the deal. McGregor's not getting what Mayweather's getting. That's no. how those deals work. He always gets double or whatever it is. But, you know, point is, we've seen that guy fight before. He doesn't fight. He just is He's a defensive fighter. He's a boring boxer. He might be great at it, and then maybe a great technique. But, like, his fights are unwatchable. We watched that Pacquiao fight. Remember how much hype there was? You know, really, the only way he could get me to watch another fight is by fighting this guy. This guy, because this guy's crazy, <laughs> and I don't think he would let... Like, he wouldn't deal with what Pacquiao right. does. Like, he might bite his ear off. Right, you right. Know, or, or, you know, he might just lose in 45 seconds because he doesn't... But no, he's going to keep coming at him. There's no way we're going to see... Well, know, the thing the, is, they're they're boxing, right? Yeah, they're boxing. Right. So, I mean, that's to me, that's a pointless endeavor because McGregor's not a boxer. He's He might have that one part of his skill, but he's going to get destroyed. It's like... I haven't seen the line. It's, it's like it's having a guy who's... 40 it's like having a guy who's a championship I mean. free throw shooter go into an NBA game. Like, hey, I'm the best free throw shooter of all time. Get me in an NBA game. What's that going to do? Like, yeah, you, you actually have to... Well, the thing that with UFC that's interesting is because there's different styles, sometimes people match up differently. So a, somebody who could beat one person can't beat another person and vice versa because no their question. styles match up. Whereas boxing, it's usually the better boxer sure. wins. I, I, like I so, said, I watched the Pacquiao fight. Pacquiao kept coming, I, I assume trying this to come at no him. Chance. And this guy had just a defensive stance the whole time. You couldn't get a shot at him. And he countered occasionally, and it was boring as sin. So I don't know. I mean, I'll be interested to see it. They like should take points else. off. They should take points off for not uh, coming uh, out of your. I don't know how you go about scoring <laughs> boxing. It's I've never seen anything. I mean, boxing is definitely not on its way up in popularity. So no, no but you know, maybe maybe he'll box a shark next, and we'll see that <laughs> next year. So it'll be it'll be Conor McGregor against the shark. <laughs> People will go see it. Uh, all right, I got. Uh, I guess we could transition to some. Uh, you want to do some entertainment before sports and just go out of order, mess with the crowd. Since we're we're in such an entertainment kick, I got a couple right. of entertainment things. Or you do want to hit right in sports since we're in sports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is my favorite one of the day by far, and I've got a couple more for you that are more interesting. This, and I know you know the answer to this because you're the one who told me. But uh, I would like to read you the way this question is written. Okay. What NBA champion was Rihanna referring to when she said, "Quote." Winning like that is like losing your virginity to a hooker. Oh, that was great. Because I think we, we did our podcast last week, and we were I was trying to like come up with exactly how to frame Kevin Durant. Right. And then like I got home, and I saw that quote, and I was like, that's exactly what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant, KD. Yep, Kevin Durant. So uh, I, I kudos <laughs> to Rihanna for calling him out like that. That's great. You know, and when it comes from her, who's like, she's like, you know, the belle of the ball in the NBA world. You know what I mean? Well, he actually reached out on Twitter over the years and has called her out as being like his dream girl. And so, you know, yeah, and, and then she like, showed up to game one, like on openly the, on the cheering. Cleveland side. Oh, against yeah, them, absolutely. hundred uh, percent. Well, she was with J.R. Smith for a long time. She's had. Nuh-uh. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, they, they J.R. Smith. Yeah, he get Rihanna. He did. He got her. What? He got her. He got her multiple times. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> she's not very subtle. I don't know if you know that, but her songs are not I, particularly I subtle. I don't, but I'm just I'm shocked <laughs> yeah. that J.R. Smith. No, it's that's a that's a known fact. That's, is he the it is fourth known. best and fifth best best player on Cleveland? He was on the Knicks when she got when when he got her. So, okay. So I think it was a city. Yeah, thing. I, mean, I remember him being on the on the Knicks. Yeah, he but... was good for like a week, and I guess she just was like there and whatever. But like, like when know. I find out that Tristan Tom- Thomas is Thomas, dating uh, one. one of the Kardashian things, it's like, all right, that makes sense to me. Sure, the fourth best player on the Cavs. Yeah. 
He's getting the fourth hottest Kardashian sister. <laughs> sure, it seems, that up. seems like a right fit. Yeah, 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 fifth hottest, sense. whatever. I don't know. <laughs> These things changed. You know, were year you, to year. Was Caitlyn part of that mix? Or no. Were you, no, no, no. <laughs> where were you going with that? No. Um, all right, so like keeping it in basketball, I got another basketball for you. Um, I, I have a feeling you're going to get this, but this is a, a good one. It's going to be a bonus question at the end of a sports round. Uh, what two Hall of Famers entered the NBA together after playing in the NCAA Finals in 1979? And for an extra 10 points, can you tell me the two teams that played in that Finals game? All right, so it's a 20-pointer. 20 20-pointer. 20 colleges? you got to get the, the two colleges and the two players. So right, Hall so the, of Fame the, players. They just did a great 30 for 30 on the, no their pro rivalry. Oh, yeah, so yeah. the Lakers-Celtics rivalry. Sure, sure. So you're talking about Larry Bird, Magic, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, of course. Both entered the league in 1979. All right, so Magic, of course, went to Michigan State. He is a Spartan. And Larry Bird, he kept it local. He grew up in uh, French Lick, Indiana. He did. He did. One of, the great, the, one of the great town names of all time. Is he still president time. of the Pacers? I think he just retired. Did so, he? Uh, somebody just took over for them. But uh, he, he was the long-time, double-time president of the Pacers because he left and then came back. But, so he uh, went to Indiana State. Indiana State. And was Absolutely. there a reason why he didn't go to Indiana? I, I believe it was Bobby Knight related. Yeah, because I think I've heard that story. Yeah. Did he commit to Indiana uh, even and then transfer there. to Indiana there's State? So, there was something there. I have to get the we'll – All right, to so get right back at you. What's the Indiana State uh, nickname? The Sycamores. Ah, it's a tough one. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Indiana State yeah. Sycamores. How about this? Which What is the nickname of the University of Southern Illinois? It's the one that the everyone – The Purple Aces. No. <laughs> that's, a good, that's good though. Evanston. No, they're the Salukis. Oh. So you have the Sycamores and the Salukis, and you try to oh. know the difference between them. Okay. And so I think they're all – and uh, Stanford, the Cardinal. So those are all trees, if you're curious uh, what those are. Uh, it's mascots that are trees. So Good stuff. Absolutely. But, yeah, you're not getting me on Indiana State. I came prepared. I knew that anyway, but I knew you were going to ask it to me because it's <laughs> one of those rare Oh, stories. did you? Here's a good one. Who won that game? Magic. Magic. What was the score? <laughs> What was the score? Yeah, figure, figure you get, see how close you get. <laughs> nah, seriously, because it's, oh, you know, it, one team was so overmatched, and it was like Larry versus, uh, uh, you know. I, I'll go 82-72. 82-72 is actually a very reasonable guess in terms of spread. Um, but the the final score, I don't think either team hit 80, was 75-64. Okay. So you were like right probably there. less scoring back in the yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. 11 points That was spread. a total but shot. But supposedly it was a great game, and then it was kind of like one of those pull-aways. Um, uh, any, any guess as to what uh, Larry did in that game? So they scored, did you say 64? So I'll give them, uh, let's give them uh, 18 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Hmm, 18 points. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, what's nuts about that is Bird actually was not very good. He only scored 19 points, and he missed two-thirds of his shot. But Magic, <laughs> have he scored 53 points? Oh, my god! 17 of 25. Is that a record for the championship? Oh, that's during the whole Final Four. I take that back. So he was the tw- he scored 53 points in the last in the two, two games, games combined, That's 17 of 25. I don't remember anybody ever scoring that many in a yeah, final. Yeah, so that was over the last two games. But Johnson uh, – I'm sorry, so but give Bird, me Bird's line on the – So 19 points, he shot 21 times but went 7 for 21. Okay. So – Got rebounds and assists for me or uh, – 13 rebounds. All right. I don't have assists, but, uh, right. you know – 
That's it was uh, off by one point. Not bad. I'll take it. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, All right. I got this for you. Mm-hmm. Let's have some fun. So have some fun. I'm digging for a top ten list, and it's Father's Day, so I'm, you know, thinking all right, father sports moments, things like this. Okay. So I start poking around. I find some different articles about the top father and son moments in sports history. Bleacher Report, I think, had like a top eight. Somebody else did a top twelve. So I kind of narrowed it down. I went with the five that was on sort of everybody's list of these father and son moments. And I'll tell you right off, one of them I didn't even know about. Okay. One of them I had completely forgotten about. Okay. (laughs) So there's really three I think you have a chance at. So I'm thinking of doing something maybe like if he can get two of the five, it's ten points. Get three of the five, it's worth 20. So father-son moments in sports? Yeah, what were the uh, five best Father and son moments in sports history. Okay, so the first one I can think of is Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior. Absolutely number one. Playing in the same outfield. No, going back-to-back back back home runs. In 1990, yeah, they yeah, hit back-to-back back home but runs. But they started the game in the same outfield. That had never been done, and then they hit back-to-back home runs. So that was, you know. Was that the same game? Yeah. Their first time starting in the same outfield? I don't know. And about, they hit back I don't know about that. No, I don't, I don't know that that's I don't know the about case, that. But... I, I think those might have been... Separate they were the first father and son to play together on the same team. Yes. Yeah. And then they went on to hit back-to-back home, home runs. Home so, sure. that's, that's pretty incredible. That was my number one, too. Yeah, I don't think you, don't back. you nah, even... Going back-to-back, to, yeah. Just, go, just the, the amount of things that have to happen for something like that to occur are just insane. You have to have that kid so young. Yep. That kid has to be so good so fast. Right. And you have to be so good so long. Right. That's <laughs> like, true. You know, that's that's just such a crazy, freakish number of things. Did the holes ever play at the same time? Uh, any, no, I don't think so. You know, I, I don't it's think there was any bell. overlap there. I mean, they had brothers, I think. Um Geez, you know, outside of the Griffies, I really don't even have a lot right, of father's so This doesn't moments. necessarily mean that it was fathers playing with their sons. Yeah, At the I same know. time, I'm just talking about moments where, like, is there, nostalgic is moments, there, anything like that. Is there, like, like Tiger and his dad moment? Was there, wasn't there something big? I don't know. Uh, I'm just thinking, because I know his dad was influential. The, the uh, Venus yeah, and Serena. Yeah, the, I think there's more negative things, though, like Venus and Serena's dad yelling at them <laughs> when they were, like, 17 yeah, on the You never really hear about that guy anymore, though, so. Good for the, he kind of toned it down. You know what I mean? Uh, I think he was forced out. Well, it's fine, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he might have got a restraining order. Was that Richard Williams? Is yeah, that right. But the, I don't yeah. think so. I think they said they're pretty. They're still close with him. But, Are they? Yeah, but I, I, you know, you don't hear that name like you like you hear Lavar Ball. You know, Lavar Ball tried to make a push to sign the number one pick in the NBA draft. This kid from Washington, Fultz. Oh, uh, to his big, bar- to big, big baller, baller brand. brand, and he revealed he almost signed with them instead of Nike. But then he said last second. I don't think they ain't got no money, which actually I don't means, think they ain't got no money means they have money because if you use that well many in negatives in a row, he's do very well. In Philadelphia. Yeah, but um, you know that's that's the case. So he's he's part of the process. Trust the process, Markel Fultz. So he better be the best player of all time for that team. Uh, that's all I can say. Um, what was it? what were we where were we at there? So you've got one. Yeah, I have no shot at the other two. I really no. am. drunk total blank. Okay, so one of them, I think you might even be with me when this happened because uh, we've certainly talked about it. Yeah, if you remind me, I'm sure it'll jog, but it's not. It's not. All right, so I'll give you this one: a moment when a a guy's dad died. Oh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Of course, of course, he went 
bonkers in the Monday night game, yes. and just he was like on a different. People planet. didn't know he was going to play, and he every pass was Irvin insanely perfect, and it was like cannons. He just had a cannon uh, yes. that day. That he was out throwing the defense. That team did not stand a chance. Yeah, it was he, like a wave. They won forty-one to seven. Yeah, threw, it was just a. He threw for three hundred ninety-nine yards, but he could have thrown for five hundred if he needed to. It, it didn't. Like, it they went, had to shut him down after three quarters. They it were forty-one. Yeah, forty-one to seven. I remember it was like twenty-four nothing before you turn around. You're like, is this guy doing this right now? After that, it was. Oh my god! Yeah, I felt so bad for him. That was amazing. Yep, you're totally right. And we were together. We were watching that game. That was the two I thought you would get for sure. Yep, yep. Now the I should have got, me... gotten that one because I wasn't in the right frame of mind. I was thinking about living people, not like father son, you know, moments like. Let that. me just get this one out of the way because I I didn't even know about it. Uh, Derek Redman, ever hear of this guy? Never hear. Of him. He was running the 400 meter in '92 at Barcelona, and he pulled up with a hamstring. And his dad, he couldn't cross the finish line, so his dad went out and carried him across the finish line. Any of that video ring a bell to you? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't remember. Sounds it horrible. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I, it just—it was I, on I everybody's did, list of the I, top fathers. I do story. remember seeing something remarkable a long time ago, and I think it was like a state championship girls softball game, and a girl hit a home run to win the championship yes. and ruptured her Achilles tendon. So the team, the team, the opposite team carried her around the bases. So does that count? Yeah. Okay. It counted, and that, but that was the only stipulation. It couldn't be her teammates. It had to be the opposite team to do it. Oh, okay. So they carried her around the bases to touch him one at a time and brought her home to lose so the game like for that's like one of the class moments? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's, that was that was. All right, so big... one of these, I wasn't sure if you were at. So think of that. Pooh. Um, was it an all-star game? Kind of. What? It was all-star weekend. Okay. Was it a home run derby? Yes. I was at something that's starting to ring a bell. You, you know, I went to a lot of these. <laughs> so I think I've been to a dozen home run derbies. Um, Do you want me to give you the year or did I already give yeah, you the year? Yeah, give me the year. 2011. Nah, it was after I was already off the scene. 2010 was my last one. So that was Houston, 2011 or something? Where's the 2011 All Star? Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, Anaheim the year before, but that was the last one because uh, this. Uh, oh yeah, your boy Prince Fielder was actually the MVP of the. Uh, yep. 2011. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So the um, home run derby. Right. Robinson Cano had his dad pitching to him, and he won the home run derby. It's great. Yeah, and then the last one. To me, it was kind of a stretch for father some moment, but it was definitely on everybody's list. If you remember uh, Jordan, he won the title, his first one back after his dad died yeah. on Father's Day, and he broke down. Okay. You know, you know. That, was, that was the list of the yeah, top five father-son right. sports moments. I'm on board. I like it. There's, there's some good stuff there. Nothing's going to top the Griffey's going back-to-back, back, no. though, because that's just— I think people will remember Griffey's going back-to-back, back, and I think they'll remember Favre. Favre. Yeah, that, those are the two that jumped out that's, at me. That's certainly fine in the sports round, especially because, like, uh, you know, if it was a number ten question, I would say that's really hard. Yeah, I had to bail on it yeah, as a number yeah, ten because uh, there wasn't enough. I mean, they had moments of like a guy jumping at Wimbledon into his dad's arms right, after like, winning who, Wimbledon. Who, who knows? Yeah, what are these guys? All right, so we, I, I mentioned Tiger Woods before. Um, I got an interesting one for you, and this is. Something that I'm going to tell you right away is close. So either way you answer, if the margins are razor thin. It's an right. either or. Who has more championships in golf, more major championships, Tiger Woods or the combination of Byron Nelson and Ben Hogan? Hmm. Two of the most legendary names in golf. All right, I'm going to say it's Woods. 
by one. Yeah. 14 to 13. Yeah, because not a lot of people have more than six. Yep. That's a cutoff. The list is incredibly yes. small. Yes. The, the seven list and the, and the right. eight list and, you it's know, obviously Tiger small. and, and uh, Jack. But then the next one on that list is, By- is, is uh, Ben Hogan, who's got nine, mm-hmm. and Byron Nelson only had four. Right. So you talk about, I mean, Byron Nelson Classic. It's uh, the guy that they've named <laughs> major events after, and he's only oh, got sure. four. So uh, I don't think people appreciate how much Tiger did in such a short period of time. We were talking about kind of. Or they you know, do appreciate. I mean, it was, there was yeah, nothing yeah. like it. I mean, the guy put golf at the forefront of sports for close, well, over a decade. Yeah, no question. No question. So, um, all right. Anything else you got in sports before we do some geography history? All right. So, and then maybe some entertainment. Uh, <laughs> Um, let's see. What what do we want to do in sports here? Something uh, quick? Ah, whatever. We got All right. it. The let's world go is our with, oyster. Uh... All right, let's go with this. Um, who was the only team since 1970? All right, so football since 1970. Okay. What is the only team... To have three Heisman Trophy winners on it at the same time since, since 1970. 1970. Three Heisman Trophies at the same time. I can go a little bit better to, for you. This one team, it's the only team since 1970 to have three Heisman Trophy winners on it at the same time, has actually done it twice with only one of those guys being the same. Hmm. I mean, USC is the school that comes to my mind immediately for some reason. I'm sorry, NFL team. Oh, NFL okay, team. Okay, so yeah, it's yeah. not a college no. team. So it's okay, okay, okay. Oh, that would be a cool trick. Oh my Damn, god! Can, can you imagine the same team? Well, one would have to graduate, then the next one would win, then the next one would. Oh win. yeah, and it's I possible. I just don't know that it's ever. That's why my I'm gonna head was I'm gonna look into it. Yeah, well, there you go. I gave you something else. <laughs> I'm to thinking. Research. I'm trying to think the teams that have had two at the same time, but. Right. That's, I, I'll look into it. It's you know I, I was thinking like USC winning back to back, having two Heisman candidates in there with, uh, but, but I don't think Bush even won it, did he? Or maybe he did. Bush and Leinart. No, yeah. Bush won it, didn't he? That's yeah. What I, so I was thinking Bush and Leinart. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's yeah, they both yeah. won the Heisman Trophy. That's right. definitely one of them. Yeah, so that's that. That's where my head went, but I didn't. Think I was actually I was thinking like, Florida at first. For some reason. Tebow and Tebow and Tebow. <laughs> Well, Tebow only won it once. I know, but he did win it as a sophomore, and he stayed. So I thought yeah. maybe somebody else got one in there. But uh, no NFL team that had three Heisman Trophy winners on the roster at the same time. It's only happened twice since 1970, but it was the same team that hmm. did it. It's a totally different question. Um, God, so I'm gonna go with the Niners. No, what do you got? Can't get any closer than the Niners. The Raiders? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was between the Bay Area. Nah, really. I, I you was... want to take a shot at these guys? Uh, Sure. Um, so, Tim Brown. Okay, so Tim Brown is on both sets. That's that's the first guy. So that he was the to... guy at the beginning of his career. He played with two Heisman winners. And at the end, you know, towards the end of his career, he played with two Heisman winners. Wow. But he was the consistency factor. Yeah, so did he play with Woodson? He did play with Woodson. So there's there's the there's another one for you. Um, I will say the guy that he was paired up with with Woodson is a tough get. I mean, maybe you maybe you get it, but I did not think of this guy. 
even as a Heisman winner? I, I do, just because he was around in our day. So I know he won the Heisman, but I, I guess I just don't think of him as Bo being Jackson. Okay, so now Bo Jackson go before. Okay. So you got Tim Brown and Bo Jackson, and then one guy to complete that set. Okay. And then... <laughs> then Tim Brown and... Uh, you got it. And, and what's his name? Woodson. Yeah, and Woodson, and then this other person. Right, right. So I'm missing two guys You're now. missing two guys to complete the two sets the two of three sets. to play at the same time. Okay. Um, I like this, and this is in my wheelhouse, so I should be able to, to come up with it. Um, God, Raiders... Raiders that won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, Stabler? Nope. Was he... Uh, He's just before this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, who would have been on the early Raiders teams that would have been a Heisman Trophy winner? Yeah, I'm going to be here all day. I'm going to give up for the sake of the podcast. But uh, I think four out of six is a pretty healthy amount. But what do you, who, yeah, who no, do you got? Yeah, uh, Let's go with uh, Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. USC. Of course. You're all over USC. That's horrible. I should have absolutely gotten that. All right, now for the next guy, I will give you a clue. Okay. Because he won Super Bowl MVP as a part of my Packers. Uh, Desmond Howard? Desmond Howard. Yeah, Desmond Howard. Had okay, to Woodson this. Howard and Brown on one team, yep. and then Brown, Bo see, Jackson. See, I didn't even think of him Marcus as a Raider Allen. because he was drafted by the Redskins. That's what I said. I didn't and, think of him as being a Raider either, yeah, but he, that's, that's who I he wound up there at some point. So that's, that, who that's I why I said that was tough. All right. Well, we got. I think we got a lot of good sports stuff today. Let's move on to some geography history. I'm going to give you a multiple choice one here. Uh, right. 4, 14, or 24. How many years did it take Michelangelo to paint the Sistine Chapel? 24 years. Four. Gotcha. No way. Four years. That think, just doesn't even I think seem possible. Everyone is going to go twenty four years because I put have you it. ever been there? Yeah, I, well, no, I haven't been there, but I've seen it. I'm at, I mean, I've been there. I don't know how you could paint that thing. In four, in, in four, it, isn't that a great multiple choice question though? Yeah, because I, I mean, put the spread at a point it where looks I like think it would take you forever. And plus, I already did it like dangling upside down. Like when I was there, they were talking about how he was dangling upside down doing it. It doesn't even seem possible. But yeah, no, that was something I four years. Jeez. I just recently learned, and I thought was uh, fascinating. See, now I want to know how long he spent on David. Because yeah, uh, got, I'm sure it's got to be less than. Uh, I don't know. One would think, yeah. So, 1508 to 1512. It's unbelievable. This place is so huge. Yep. Wow, oh, he's able such detail to do that in four years. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are going to go. Plus, he was, he was so prolific for so long. Just you know. Oh yeah, you're gonna crush people what, what, with that one. That that dude is uh, that was that was an impressive guy right there. He he knew how to do some things. Man ahead of his time. So what else you got? Uh, geography history. Move this. Uh... All right, I've got. Let's go a quick one, and then I'll do a talking point. Okay. What's the hottest major city in the U.S.? Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, it's been in the news because during a pressure co- thirty-five <laughs> degrees. During a like... pressure cooker right now. Oh, it's absolutely unbelievable. Well, the previous record for Phoenix. Do you want to take a shot at it? 140? No, 121. Oh, Jesus. So they're, the, it was 1990, I think, oh at, the, at the airport. They I've, got 121. I've been there. So. I heard this great stand-up comic. I don't want to steal his joke, but I, I remember saying he's. Uh, he goes like, yeah, they say Phoenix is a dry heat. It's like a dry heat? I walked outside, and I literally, f- like, he's like, I just exploded. But it's dry. <laughs> don't worry, because it's <laughs> don't dry. Don't worry, because it's dry. 
What does that mean, a dry heat? A dry I, heat. I remember that bit. Who, yeah, who yeah. Did it? I don't know, but it, it was a funny sort of a dry it's heat. Funny. Yeah, I, I've there heard was, that there's a better punchline to that than I give it credit for, but it's, there was. It's dry heat. <laughs> it's a dry heat. Don't worry. It's a dry heat. I walked outside and I exploded, but don't worry. It's a dry it's heat. It's a dry heat. Yeah. So. Yeah, so 136, the highest temp ever recorded uh, in Death Valley. God, 136, insane. so Phoenix is getting close to that this weekend. So hot, they actually uh, can't fly planes. Yeah, you know, I'm giving you a soccer education because of all the work we're doing, and one of the USL clubs that's a great model for us is this group called Phoenix Rising FC that have literally built a soccer club out of the <laughs> the abandoned desert in all literal senses of, of the word, but they mm-hmm. have one of the biggest stars in the history of soccer, Didier Drogba, playing for them currently, and the guy's like 39 years old. Uh, but he still got game, and he scored two goals. And well, don't know. worry, Dodger. It's a dry heat. <laughs> it's a dry. Well, he's from Africa, so yeah, like I, I think so that you're like, 39 years old, and you're playing soccer against 20 year olds. Yeah, plus he spent the last 120 couple, degrees. He spent the last couple of years in um in Montreal. So oh. like, there's nothing better than it's playing nice in the summer right now in yeah. Montreal. Beautiful. If you play soccer in Montreal in the summer, consider it a gift. But Phoenix is not. The I saw I got one for you here. Okay. Can you tell me who won the 1968 Democratic primary for the state of California? Who won the 1968 Democratic primary for the state of California? Barry Goldwater? No. Who? Robert Kennedy. Oh. So why is that particular primary... Oh, no, it was actually... It was Humphrey. It was Hubert Humphrey. And that was, like, weird because he didn't win anything. And they nominated him just because he had political credentials because Kennedy was was leading. But then George Wallace was also in that election, who was kind of like the third party, you know, the racist candidate. Right. (laughs) I think he was running officially on the racist platform. Yeah, so Nixon could have been taken down by both Kennedys in the, you know, in the election. But I'm I'm sure he had nothing to do with either of them getting killed. So anyway, you know who assassinated RFK? Uh, Sirhan Sirhan. Okay, so got me thinking of the the greatest like two name people. <laughs> you got Boutros, Boutros, yeah, okay. he's one of my. I, we had a whole we had a whole picture round. I had to oh, come up we? with yeah, Coco Chanel. All uh, right, but I, I guess I'm talking more like first name, last name is the same. Oh, okay. Not just people with because the, the list is short. Oh, I mean, get, it is, fire away, man! It is really short. Well, and it depends on how much leeway you want to give because. It is so short. So, like, Boutros, his first name, and then his last name is Boutros Gali. Right, is like, is like Jack Jackson or, like, people okay. like that. You're going like, to give that to people? I don't know. Or, like, if you, if, or if you marry. So, anyway, what's our governor's name? Chris Christie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's Richard Christie's wife okay, and Christie so Christie. So, that counts, right? Hey. Right, so Richard Christie's uh, wife's name is Christie. Christie Christie. So she's Christie Christie. Christie Christie. Christie Christie. Marcy Darcy would have been... Uh, for, <laughs> well, that's right. That actually goes right into a good segue for a next question I've got for you, but... Uh, what so else you got? Uh, this list is really short. So uh, apparently, uh, W has a niece, Laura Bush. Uh, sorry, Lauren Bush. Okay. Who married somebody named Lauren? So, so she's Lauren, Lauren Bush. Lauren Bush. Lauren or Lauren? She's Lauren, Lauren Bush. Lauren. Yeah, Lauren Bush. Lauren. <laughs> and the last person. And this is how short this list is. The last person. Uh, American Idol season eleven winner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After season three, I was done. Uh, but I'm sure I'll recognize the name, and it's stupid. Go for it. Philip Phillips. Phillips. <laughs> yeah, Philip Phillips. Well, that's what I meant, you know, because he, he had actually had a couple songs that were reasonable hits. He sang that song, Home. It's a pretty decent tune. Was yeah. that him? Yeah. Philip Phillips? Yeah, the guy who, who uh, 
Yeah, I'm almost positive. Okay, I thought that was Daltrey, but I don't pay attention to Idol winners. No, I think his he uh, had yeah. that song. I just uh, assume it's that guy. I think Daltrey. he had a song called Home that was a. Uh, All right, so Philip Phillips. So I ask you, what is wrong with these people that they're naming their kids the same as their last name? Insanely <laughs> insulting. It's just, it's, Why would you do that to somebody? And there's a ton of them, man. Robert Roberts, yeah, yeah. They got William William Williams. I mean, it's, it's uh, what are you doing? The best, the best worst naming job of all time. I went to a camp called Camp Monroe as a kid. It was a sleepaway camp in upstate New York, Monroe, New York. <clears throat> and I got there, um, and because I had split parents, I only spent half the summer there because I spent the first half with my mom. So basically, I showed up after all the campers had well established their norms, and I had to be integrated into the second session of how these did, things. How did that happen? Um, oh, because you went with your mom for yeah, a little? because I had to spend half the summer with my mom, so I didn't go to oh, sleep. so everybody's already made friends, yeah, and they got their bunks. No problem. And, 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 and their group. Here and then you come, yeah, and you know nobody. Works out perfectly. One year, I had a buddy that uh, was getting picked on at the camp, and all he did was tell people for the first month, this was a different camp, but tell people for the first month, don't wait till my friend Drew gets here. He's going to beat you all up for me. So I literally <laughs> showed, showed up, up, and the first person, this kid Jeff, got in my face. He goes, all I've been hearing is that you're the kid that's going to beat me up. And what did you kid weigh, about like 80 pounds? <laughs> Soaking wet. Kid was a foot taller than me and had like the worst halitosis of any human being alive. And he starts in with me five seconds at the summer camp. So, but that's not this story. This story, Camp Monroe has a female camp and a male camp. The male camp's run by a guy, the female camp's run by a guy. They're married, okay? The counselor takes me aside first day, goes, Look, you're gonna, this is a joke. It's gonna be funny. Everyone's gonna tell you, don't say it to them. They're very, very sensitive about it, and it's a very big deal to just be quiet about it. And I was like, about what? What are you talking about? Their names. The camp director, the male camp director, Richard Less. The female camp director, his wife, Hope. Okay? So she's hopeless? She's hopeless, <laughs> and he's because, dickless. Because he. Because he's dickless. <laughs> that's you hit great. it right on the head. And Richard Less and true Hope story? Less. True story. Oh, ran gosh. Camp Monroe. And it was like, don't address it to them. Everyone knows the joke. I just, if they keep it quiet. Dickless, wouldn't you go into some other profession? He, than he went having by, anything to he do was, with kids to the campers. He was Richie. Nobody even, you know, like it, that was obviously. But you knew what his now name this was. Goes, we talked about this before. People, just change your names. Yeah, I mean, if you dealt those cards in just life, be, just change Richie Covington. Your name. Come up, you know, yeah. Richie Williams. <laughs> just come up with something. Bond, Richie Bond. What's your name? Bond, Richie Bond. They did Nobody's a Saturday do Night Live skit on that, right? Oh, Azuipe. Azuipe. It's yeah. the greatest, greatest Saturday Night Live skit is yeah. Nicolas Cage. Right. Yeah, so the skit is he's sitting is there analyzing. Rob Schneider is deliver- a delivery guy, but Nicolas yeah, <laughs> Cage is on the couch picking out baby names with Jan uh, or, or whoever. I can't remember who the, the uh, woman was that was doing it, but every single name she would suggest, he found She's something. Like, yeah, what do you think about like John. Peter's in it? Yeah, yeah John. John. Oh, go, oh, let's go to John, John. What about Peter? Oh, you got a little Peter? Peter, like just over the top, making he's, fun he's of it, making fun of every name, and then like she's like, I don't understand why you can't just let any of these go. These are good names. All of a sudden, the doorbell rings. Rob Schneider shows up at the door. And he goes, uh, "I got a package for Mister Asswipe Johnson," and, and Nicholas Cage goes, "It's Oswipe. It's French." <laughs> Classic. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Good on you, whoever wrote that genius bit. If you're out there listening to our Quizzo podcast, consider yourself. Uh, Patted on the back. All right. What else? Uh, oh, right, let me transition to this. Uh, I have a couple entertainment questions for you, and then we oh, can wrap go, things up let's there. Go to but, entertainment. Um, 
So we mentioned this sort of in passing before, but I'm going to see if you can get both of these. This will be a two-parter. You get two of them, you get 20 points. Okay. When Fox had their first ever Comedy Sunday Night, what were the first two shows they put on? Okay. I think it was Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman was one of them. There's your 10 points. And there was one other? Yep. I don't want to give you hints because I think you're... Well, my go-to would be Married with Children. You got it. Okay. Yep. So that was the original. I was just first... thinking if that if there was something before that. Nope, nope. The first ever programs that were on Fox's like uh, you know comedy original comedy series were Married with Children and the Tracy Allman Show. So which Great. was really a Saturday Night Live sketch comedy type thing, but just taking it a little different. No studio audience the whole time, and you know things that were outside the box. The Simpsons, of course, uh, you know being put on there. So interesting stuff. Uh, what what do you got for me and? I got Entertainment? another, I got another good one? one. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got a, a quick one for you, but sure. uh, a couple one, a couple that I still have to get to, but they're um, short. Guy who directed one of my favorite movies, his name was uh, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. John Abelson. Okay. Um, won Best Director. Okay. For Rocky. Okay. One of my all-time favorite movies. I mean, seriously. So, guy passes away this week. Okay. And I find out not only did he direct Rocky, right, but one of my other all-time favorites. Interesting. Any any guess? The guy who directed Rocky. Yeah, I mean, you just opened up a universe that's way too big for me to guess. If you, uh, if you yeah, how can I something. narrow this down for you? Underdog story, similar to Rocky. Um, hmm. Unknowns, sort of. You know, Invincible? Invincible. The Vince Papali story? I don't even think I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Marky Mark? Is Marky Mark? Yeah. Yes. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't I watch joking. that. I know you don't like the Eagles, too. It's so my friend think. Anthony's favorite That's movie. That's right. Because he looks like that guy. He does. He does. He's play wide receiver. Um, this is one of the Anthony... all-quoted, all-time favorites Caddy from Shack. childhood. Caddyshack would Well, you're be... thinking of the guy who directed Rocky. It's not directing Caddyshack. I'm not getting there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting anywhere nah. with this. Uh, Rudy? The Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. Yeah, how did I not know that was the same guy? That's crazy. Yeah. What a combination. What a combination. Daniel uh, LaRussa. from, is he Encino? Is he in Encino with his mom? Well, is he from Fresno? He wants to go back to Fresno. I don't remember. I think he's well, can from Jersey. Can we go Jersey. back to Fresno? Isn't he from Jersey originally? And they all come, they come across the whole Oh, did they the go that far? I think they were from somewhere in California. I feel we'll like have to they, check I feel that like out. Was, Where was Daniel LaRussa's? I feel like there was a montage in the beginning where they're driving in the car. Yeah, where they like yeah, cross the country. Yeah, she has to remember. She has to like push the car to get it to, to pop the clutch. Well, I remember that during the date. Like, that's... but they do that first yeah, yeah, during yeah. that montage. Going look, look, high school senior Daniel Larusa and his mother Lucille moved from Newark, New Jersey, to oh, Reseda, Los Angeles, yeah, Reseda. California. There you go. So yeah, I felt like it was Jersey. They were coming from Jersey because, ironically, uh, Daniel Larusa, who of course is played by. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Was the karate uh, kid? Uh, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Still lives in Jersey. He's in North Jersey. He's, he lives probably 15 minutes from Oh, that's right. You saw him in a show recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was awesome. He was in Celebrity Biography on Broadway. He read uh, He read a page of Justin Bieber's autobiography. Which is hilarious. It was unbelievable. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, the great thing about Ralph Macchio is I think I've seen him in two movies. And they happen to be two of my all-time favorite my movies. My Cousin Vinny. Yes. <laughs> Another legendary movie. Yes. The guy yeah. doesn't does do a pick, bad movie. He does pick. He was, he was also in Artie Lang's uh, Beer League. So, oh, yeah. There you, you know. go. And that's three just, for three. He's 100%. He's got 100%. I, was, no. I guess he was a karate kid, too. It wasn't bad. No. 
Kind of I, you know, one. that was a good one. It was. It, yeah, once it, they went it to gave, three, it gave, I was me out. A li- it gave me a little taste. Actually, three was better than two. Was it? Yeah. And, Wasn't and, Hillary Swank? No, no, no. That's the new Karate Kid. That was four. That was four. Yeah, that was technically four. So number three wasn't was, Will Smith's kid in one too. That's the the Karate Kid Next Generation. That's like okay. number five. I can't keep up with all right. these Karate so, Kids. But number three, what's really really interesting about number three is number two starts basically. Um, it's like it's like a whole other thing. But number three starts right at the end of the sequence of number one. So the first opening sequence to number three is the parking lot. Outside oh, of the tournament, the where he or punches the yeah. glass and has that. this whole thing, so it's this weird thing where like part two kind of skipped over it, and then part three brought that whole storyline back because it was all about how the sensei wanted to get his revenge on okay. Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. Uh-huh. It was actually a really good one. He had like this old Vietnam War buddy who was like an uber successful karate sensei, and he basically tells him what happens, and like there there's total racial overtones. Like you're gonna let this little Asian dude. Oh, right. He's the enemy. Me. He's the enemy. You know. Still fighting World War II. Right. Still fighting World War Vietnam. I can't wait till my kids are old. Even though it was a these completely movies with different. Them, even though they'll probably hate them. Yeah, yeah. So, so this guy's <laughs> like, all right, we're, we're going we're gonna to put these. a whole plan together to basically screw these guys. So it was all this weird, like, revenge plot uh, for Karate Kid 3. Okay. So it was, a, it was a whole different animal. All right. So they were out of Okinawa? Yeah. They were out <laughs> of Okinawa. No more Okinawa. <laughs> Oh man! But that was—I remember seeing Karate Kid two in the theater, and I was, you know, uh, I just remember like the the crane kick move, yeah, and that didn't work in Karate Kid two. They were they and the were whole crowd. Oh, he was waiting for it. He <laughs> saw that come. He he brushed it off in Karate Kid two. Like son, we don't do that here. That. Yeah, yeah. It ended up being some some other trick that he taught with the with the hand thingy that uh, the little drum thing. I don't know. But he Daniel Larusso, needless to say, ended up winning. So you want something else? Yes, please. Okay. I hope you can get this. Okay. Uh, let's go down a little path. Go down a little path. Do you know what uh, America's first hip-hop song was considered to be the first hip-hop song? <sighs> Absolutely not. I mean, was it Rapper's Delight? Yes, yes. Rapper's That's, Delight. Okay, yeah. yeah. I can, that was the first hip-hop song, okay? I, I could see that. So that was by uh, the Sugar Hill Gang. Sure. Okay. I said a hip hop, a hip to the hip and a hip hip hop. Again, you your boy, um, the bang bang boogie said up, Chuck. Your boy Rappaport did one of the greatest all time uh, rappers. To bo- <laughs> was it Bowie's Delight? Delight? <laughs> yeah, one of the greatest <laughs> things of all time. Oh my god! So we'll bring Rappaport up again. A hip, a hop, a hip to the hip of the hop off. So I want to know what 1979 number one hit disco song was sampled by the Sugar Hill Gang in Rapper's Delight. Staying alive. Nope. No. Staying alive was earlier. Like 77. 77, yeah. 1979, number one hit, sampled by the Sugar Hill Gang in Rapper's Delight. I can hear the beat. I know. Doom. I know. These are driving me nuts, too. Yeah, that's a, is that a Rick James song? No, it's by Chic. Chic. Uh, La Freak? So Chic? Good times. Good times by These Chic. These are the good, good times. times. <laughs> yeah. These are past good times. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the song sample. Yeah, there me. you go. Oh, that's a great one. I love sample questions, too, because I always hear samples like uh, uh, one that I love is uh, Warren G, Regulators. And they have like a really cool sample yes. from yes, from an do. early like late seventies. Uh... Gold Digger was yeah, a great yeah, sample. Yeah, that's a great. Did you hear Jamie Foxx tell the Gold Digger story on Stern? 
during his uh, his interview was amazing. Yeah, I, I basically it wasn't his, even that long ago. But his, his buddy woke him up at like five oh, o'clock yeah, in the yeah. morning. It's like get your butt out of bed and get Down he's like here. like something huge we is about hit. to break. Yeah. Like we need you here. He's like, come on, it's five o'clock. He's like, listen. Get your butt up and get down here right now. Do you want to be part of yeah, history or not? Somebody or do you recognize. want to sleep through it? Yeah, and you need those guys in your life. You got to know where to find those guys and to trust them, especially if you're a celebrity, because then everything is like, I do it on my time. But you need somebody else to keep you humble and be like, yo, you want to be, you know, is my Jamie, favorite Sam is that story. one of the top five things Jamie Foxx is known for? Because I think it is. So if number one is Ray, probably. Okay, good. You won an Academy Award for it. But I'm sure that's is number two in Living Color. In Living Color. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one. And then number three is that. Is that? <laughs> yeah. So like so if he had go. missed out on that, Jeez, this, yeah. yeah, unbelievable career and number three, number three movie. Oh, My favorite huge. sampling story of all time is we're at, we're at, uh, probably Boardwalk Hall in AC watching Fish, and they just come out of like a twenty minute long jam, right? And start playing this like tease of something, and I look at you and I go, Ice Ice Baby, you're like, <laughs> dude, it's under pressure. <laughs> it's under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Are they playing Vanilla Ice? No. I'm like, dude, Vanilla Ice? No. Like, it's under pressure. And it's I'm like, oh, jeez. The, right. <laughs> the original song. You want to hear something great to about defense, that? This is another good piece of, of trivia. Do you know who owns the rights to Under Pressure? Queen? No. Rob Van Winkle. He oh, he bought, bought the, the rights? publishing rights to that song so he wouldn't have to pay the royalty for Vanilla Ice. So yeah, so I don't even know who owned it. Was it Queen or Bowie? They did it together, They did right? it together, but he, they sold it to a publishing group that had bought— Do you bought... think of that as a Bowie song? No, I think, of, think it of it as a Queen, Queen song with okay. Bowie. I mean, I definitely think of it as a collaboration because they're so distinct on it, both of them, and they both have such a profound part. Yes, it's but there's like a great story about I think they did that in New York City in this like insane 30-hour coke-fueled rampage— uh, where they laid it down, <laughs> and it was like nah. people were people were saying like they, like they don't even remember doing it. They it don't just, remember being there. Over they and... don't remember recording it. They don't remember it the conversations. It was just like a blur. Did that even happen? And then it's like weeks later, this song. Oh my god, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's uh, a great story. Yep, yep. Rob Van Winkle still making money from under pressure out there. Um, all right, so here's a couple. This is one that I think is going to mess with people too. What decade did Sesame Street debut? One of the most right, famous kids this, shows of all time. How long has that been around? I, I, I want to say early 60s. Late 60s, but you got the right okay. decade. 1969, okay. Sesame Street debuted. I think people are going to go for the 70s. I don't think they have the perspective of that because it was late 60s Jeez, that it Why came did on. I think early 60s and it wasn't until 69? I don't know. I don't was, know. Uh, I, I guess, was Jim Henson doing something else in the early 60s? Is that I'm thinking of? I don't know. Could be. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Muppets. Muppets. Yeah, That's it's what possible. It is. I'm, I'm we just had Muppets. We just had a question. Some teams will probably be playing it this week, but the Beaker Bunsen question, the two Muppets name for science tools. Oh. So that was uh that was one that was in the altar, and I didn't get to last week, but that was in this week. Um all right, one more entertainment for me, and then we can do anything that you want before we wrap it up. This is one of those mind mess ones. You know how okay. I love those. I I I think that it's going to be one of those weird things where everybody recognizes that the answer they they want to give is wrong, and then they're just not going to be sure. So they're going to be second-guessing themselves. So what cable music channel was launched in 1985? Okay, so I know MTV was 1981. Right. And that's why I think people will have a hard time with the question. So I'd have to go with VH1. It is VH1. Yep. 
So, you know, my hope with that one is that it's. Do you have the first song on VH1 for me? Because I can give you the first song on MTV. I can give you the second song on MTV. But you can't can't give give me the first one? Sure, I can. Video Kill the Radio Star. You kidding me? So you got that. Now, I'm going to say the second one was either Michael Jackson Mm -mm. or Madonna. Nope. I could give you the artist, but you'll probably never get the song. Really? It's that tough? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, Go Pat, ahead. it's Pat Benatar. You better run. Second song. Third song was Rod Stewart, She Won't Dance With Me. And then You Better You Bet by The Who. First four songs played on MTV. Wow. Absolutely. So let's see. First song on VH1. What was the first song on VH1? It's an interesting question. Um, 85. I'll go Madonna <laughs> or Michael Jackson. Maybe that's where I was thinking of those two. Nope. They have a... Uh, Let's see. For VH1, it's 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 an interesting question because I don't think people were paying attention. Really? Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Nobody paid attention to what song do you want to play first? Yeah, I don't I don't know that they did. I mean, it's certainly not in the trivia uh, sphere. Somewhere. I'm sure it is, but it's not in the trivia sphere the way the No, MTV I don't think I've ever heard is. anybody. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard it as a trivia question. Yeah, no. So we'll have to look into that and see what the uh the first song was, but uh you know, you do that. Um, you do the MTV question, and that's like a one, trivia one hundred and one with "Video Kill the Radio Star." Do you know what band remade that, or what song? I'm sorry, what band recorded that? You know the, the name? Bugles? The Buggles. Oh, the Buggles. That's yeah. how you say that. The Buggles. Everybody calls them the Bugles, but they yeah. aren't. It's yeah. just the Buggles. So they were the "Video Kill the Radio the Star." Buggles. Do you remember what band remade that? Do you know who never had a follow up hit from "Video Kill the Radio Star"? The Buggles. The Buggles. The Bugles. <laughs> that's what people call them. The Bugles. <laughs> remember, remember the Oneaters? Yeah, yeah, the Oneaters. Well, the, they were the Wonders, but they spelled their name O N E E R S. The Oneaters. So everybody Instead introduced the, the Oneaters, yeah. and and they're like, "No, we're the Wonders." That's the problem. And this is another: don't name your kid the same name as your last name. And if you're a band, pick something easy to pronounce because you know you get left out of things just because I don't like. Perfect example. I, I wanted to ask a question about. Um, have you ever heard of Soup Man? The Soup Man? The Nazi? A soup Nazi? All right, so the Soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Yes, Kevin? Yes. Yeah, there you go. I would ask that, but yes, I, was like, I don't yes, even want to make people pronounce his name. Yes, Kevin, I think. It's something yeah, like that. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, they call him Al. Right. Yeah, they call him Al, but it's Yes, yes Ganesh. Something, something like, like that. that. But I'm it's like, a... I'm not even going to ask that because I don't want to mispronounce the name. If you're a band, just name yourself something people can pronounce. Uh, it's uh, so I people mean... talk about you. If I can't pronounce your name, I'm likely not going to want to talk about you to other people and mispronounce it. No, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Like, it, it's it, Don't make it too confusing for me. Right. It's like that app we dealt with, Ludo, long time ago. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, corrected Lodo. me. Lodo. Lodo. It looks like Lodo, Lodo to me. Lodo. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Sorry. Just didn't, didn't. Stuck in Lodi. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody wrote a song about Lodi, New Jersey. It's just fantastic. Lodi, New Jersey? I think that's No, about... Lodi is in California. Oh, yeah? There's a Lodi, New Jersey, too. Are you sure that's not about Lodi, New Jersey? Um, almost 100%. It's the Eagles, right? No, uh, CCR. Okay, CCR? Yeah, there's a Lodi, California, so. Yeah, because um, there's a, there's Lodi, a New wine Jersey. called Gnarly Head that I remember looking and seeing the label and it says Lodi, California. I'm like, oh, stuck in Lodi. Oh, it's interesting. I guess... Uh... Yeah, it's California. Okay. It's California, so. I always associated it with New Jersey. I just lived in New Jersey almost all my life. Didn't know that there was a Lodi 
yeah, no, there it, it's uh, there's an airport there. It's really close to Caldwell, so you know, Lodi is uh, right in that world. All right, what else you got uh, before we wrap it up? All right, then I'll leave you with this. Yep. Go down a little bit of a rabbit hole here. Okay. So you've got uh, HBO series that ran from 2002 to 2014. Okay. Any guess? An HBO series that ran from 2002 to 2014. Is it like uh, the new series, like Bill Maher type stuff? Like, yeah, it's it's like that. It's not, it's not like a was TV it inside series. the NFL before. It's it actually switched? called Cathouse. No, I don't, I don't recognize it. All right. So you might not know this because okay. I was going to ask the HBO series Cat House that ran from 20, 2002 to 2014 made who famous? Uh, who was the star of it? Right. You don't have, I don't have a prayer at that. Because he's a guy that has appeared on Stern, yeah, at least just, on the phone. I've just never heard of He was in the show. news with Lamar Odom. Have you heard of the Bunny Ranch? Oh, Give me yeah, this. yeah, Have you heard Dennis of... uh, Hopp. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah Dennis Hopp. All right, so there you right. go. That's, you got, that's you know who yeah, so Cat House is Cat about? Cat House is about this guy, Dennis Hoff. Oh, okay, so it was about the the hooker, the yeah. legalized hooker industry. I think he owns, you know, maybe the, a handful of these the ranches. Bunny, the bunny whatever, ranch. But he definitely owns something called, like, the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, okay? Anyway, Dennis Hoff. Do you know who his girlfriend is? <laughs> This is the greatest. I mean, I can't believe that the guy like that has a girlfriend. Exactly. Why would Dennis Hoff have a girlfriend? I'm I'm sure she's into all of his. his... So let me ask you this: Who is Dennis Hoff's girlfriend? Okay. Process it all and Uh, come up with an answer. Oh, jeez, Tila Tequila. Because this is where you 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 can just get spiked a notebook because it's like jeez. You see this when you when you write trivia for a living and you see that this this is who Dennis Hoff's girlfriend is. You're like boom. All right. Thank you. What do you got? I'm, come on! Come on! It's every there's a million women out there. How am I supposed to? There's a million women. Jenna but who Jameson. is the madam of the stars, baby? Oh, Heidi Fleiss. Heidi Fleiss. His girlfriend <laughs> is Heidi Fleiss. Yes. He just—that's his business <laughs> that's manager. His business manager. <laughs> it's like you know how to run these women, honey. Run these women. All right, guys. Drop for, the mic. <laughs> drop the mic for Nick. I'm Drew. That's it for us. Quizzo podcast. We'll see you next week, this everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. I'm happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag, I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. I am happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag, I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. It's coming on. It's coming on. It's coming on. It's Hey, laser lips! Your mama was a snowblower! Oh, this is your wife. Oh, a lovely lady. Hey, baby, you're all right. You must have been something before electricity, huh? You play ball like a girl! All right, to call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people! It looks to me like the best part of you ran down to crack your mama's and ended up with a brown stain on the mattress. You are a sad, strange little man. Have my pity. Look up idiot in your dictionary. You know what you'll find? Picture me? No. The definition of the word idiot, which you are. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag on useless. Not